You're listening to Beyond Mindfulness with me, Angus Ford-Robertson, a weekly podcast bringing mindfulness to life. Hello, greetings and welcome. Angus here, episode nine of Beyond Mindfulness, and I hope this finds you very well. As for myself, I'm happy to share I'm in a very uh, bubbly mood today. Not entirely sure why I'm feeling so bubbly, although it could be related to last weekend. It probably is. Last weekend, I spent my first ever weekend on a canal boat. You know, those long, thin sort of houseboats that float up and down the UK's canals. Oh, what's not to like about those? It's mindfulness on water. You float up and down these canals at two miles an hour, into a lock, out of a lock. That's it. That's your excitement. <laughs> and it is quite exciting, but it's it's just so peaceful. Yeah, maybe I should do that a bit more often. Anyway, now, what have we got going on today? Today's episode is called Panic Attacks, the scariest thing you've never seen in my best movie trailer voice. Um, I'll be unpacking that title later, obviously, but it's a bit overdue this episode, so apologies for those folk who have been clamouring for it for a little while. This episode on panic attacks continues our series on anxiety, unpacking the, the causes, the nature of anxiety, how we create it, how we can undo it, and so on. And today's one is all about panic attacks. So in the name of uh, full disclosure, I want to start just by sharing that I experienced panic attacks for a, well, quite considerable amount of time in my, uh, my youth and my young adult life. And, and so I'm really naming that just to hopefully give you a little bit of confidence in hearing what I have to say about it. Sometimes people will say, oh, well, you're a, you know, you're a therapist and a counsellor and you're, um, you're speaking from the textbooks. Nope. No, I'm really, really, really not. Uh, I started on the other side of the fence. And what got me into this was discovering just how debilitating panic attacks and anxiety can be. And I, I pull no punches when I say that anxiety and particularly panic attacks completely crippled uh, numerous aspects of my life. They would interfere with uh, certainly my early career, uh, relationship dynamics, ouch, um, social life, holidays, flights, travel, you name it. When you've got panic attacks and anxiety lurking in the background, it can be utterly devastating for one's life. So I'm naming that right up front. I know how scary and debilitating panic attacks can be. Now, before we get to the juicy stuff, uh, looking at what a panic attack is and how it's created and how we make a full recovery and so on, I want to first give a little bit of scale and context to the problem we're facing. The World Health Organization, the WHO, has stated that 20% of the world's population have an anxiety-related disorder. 20%. That is 1.8 billion people. 
It's interesting to note that recently they said, um, they, they announced that post-COVID, that figure had gone up by 25%. So that's now, a uh, little bit of maths, Angus, uh, 24% of the world's population, nearly one in four, have an anxiety condition. Okay, now, so of those folk with an anxiety-related disorder, how many of them have panic attacks? Uh, the perceived wisdom is currently around 10 to 15 percent. 10 to 15 percent of that figure. So that's about 250 million people currently experiencing panic attacks. In the UK, uh, the figure that's often bandied about is about 1 million people currently experiencing panic attacks in the UK. Hmm, this gives it a bit of scale and context. It's not a small issue. Panic attacks are huge, both on a personal and societal level, and they are extremely prevalent. Now then, if you haven't settled in already, if you haven't found a, a quiet spot to sit down in, I invite you now to do that. Just find a quiet spot, sit down, close your eyes, and I'm going to see if I can talk you through all the headlines, the important headlines around panic attacks. Remember, my intention here is just to guide you through the headlines. We can't possibly, in the short time available on a podcast, I can't talk you through everything you need to know. But what I can do is give you some of the major pointers that will head you in the right direction, both in terms of understanding what they are and how to begin your journey out of them. Remember, as with all anxiety conditions, there's really two parts. Understanding, really understanding the issue that we're looking at, what's causing it, and then practicing. That means taking responsibility to practice what you need to do to change the habit. So take a breath now. Just settling in and really tune into the breath, starting to feel the inhalations and the exhalations coming and going effortlessly. It's useful to remember that whenever we explore a subject such as this, any emotive subject, and particularly if you are a, a sufferer of panic attacks, it's useful to remember that resourcing yourself, grounding yourself before you explore is pretty much essential. We don't want to start exploring a topic with adrenaline pumping through our body and feeling uh, a bit flighty. No, we want to do the opposite. We want to ground ourselves, connect to the breath, get resourced, and then, only then, exploring the topic in hand. So what is a panic attack? Mm -hmm. A panic attack is a sudden, intense feeling of fear that can be accompanied by a huge number of symptoms. <laughs> symptoms such as a racing heart, dizziness, dry mouth, sweating, feeling sick and so on. So 
People who experience a panic attack, typically when they first experience them, they think they are either having a heart attack or some kind of breakdown or they fear they're losing control. Now, if at this stage you're wondering, hmm, I wonder if I've been having panic attacks all these years, uh, I will say most people that have had a panic attack, they're not in any doubt. A panic attack is a big, scary event for most people. Sure, maybe some people have more mild versions, but for the vast majority, they are terrifying, debilitating, and uh, <laughs> almost traumatic. They can be very traumatic. So, that said, I am going to now name the top 10 symptoms that can accompany uh, panic attacks. So, here's the list. A sudden, intense feeling of fear or terror. Feeling hot. Having a racing heart. Being sick or nauseous. Feeling like you're going completely mad, losing the plot. Pins and needles in the hands and feet. Difficulty breathing or catching your breath. Feeling dizzy and lightheaded. Feeling like you desperately need to escape claustrophobia, tightness in the chest, a feeling of being spacey or dissociated, and on and on and on. So the next thing we want to look at is why do panic attacks happen? How are they created? In general terms, I want you to know panic attacks are created by fearful thinking. I'll say that again. Panic attacks are created by fearful thinking. Remember, whenever we worry or think fearfully, we create adrenaline in the body. And it's this adrenaline that is felt as intense anxiety in the body. Now, in the normal course of life, remember that uh, having adrenaline in the body is not really a problem. We, we tend to burn it off. We engage in exercise and sport and we dance and we do all sorts of things that physically, through physical activity, we can uh, come back to a relaxed state. We can burn off this extra excess energy and adrenaline. But of course, when a situation occurs where that process is blocked and the buildup of adrenaline and excitation in the body is not allowed to discharge, huh, then we start to notice uh, an anxiety issue. So you can think of a panic attack as almost a volcanic eruption of excess excitation, adrenaline and fearful energy in the body. Okay, but here comes the really good bit. The good bit is knowing the game-changing information, which is this, that a panic attack is actually fear of fear. Yep. It's not fear of a thing. It's fear of fear, which is why I gave it the weird title this week, uh, The Scariest Thing You've Never Seen, because we have to understand, if we want to overcome panic attacks, we have to understand that the absolute core of the problem is having fear of feeling fear. Let me unpack that a little bit. 
So a typical client, for example, let's give this an example. A typical client would, uh, would come to you and say, um, oh, yeah, I get panic attacks at work whenever I have to um, give a presentation. Or I get panic attacks every time I go to a, a public place with lots of people. Or, yeah, I get panic attacks when I use uh, a, a public transport, trains or planes. Right, yep. No. No. Sorry. Uh, forgive me. I'm going to be a little bit fierce here. The presentation, the public place, the mode of transport, these do not cause panic attacks. What causes a panic attack, actually, truthfully, is our fear of the feelings of fear that we are sensitized to in those situations. Hopefully this is now starting to land and you're getting the, uh, the crux of what I'm communicating. It's not the presentation that causes the panic attack. It's the fearing, the sensations of fear that we may have in the run-up to that presentation. <laughs> uh, let me give a little example here that uh, will, will hopefully clarify the issue still further. A person is standing at a bus stop, waiting for the bus to take them to work, and it's a perfectly normal day. Except, as they stand there, just noodling away, waiting for the bus, they start to notice that their breathing just feels a little odd. And immediately, a thought comes in. Oh, God. Oh, oh, that doesn't feel right. Oh, crikey, maybe I'm about to have one of those... Yep. And the thought starts in your mind and within milliseconds, milliseconds, you are now flooding your body with more adrenaline, more panic. And of course, what does that do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, what, what that will do is now double your heart rate, uh, cause sweaty palms, throbbing sensations in the head. And now the next thought, which is still only a few milliseconds later than the first thought, is, oh, you see, I told you, I'm having a panic attack. It's, oh my, this is a disaster. I'm going to collapse. I'll be taken to hospital. I'm going mad. Thought, thought, thought. Fearful thinking about sensations, which we paradoxically then manifest. So in summary, you can see really a panic attack is a fearful thought about uh, a sensation, a fearful sensation, which then creates more sensation. The thought creates more physical sensation, which leads to more thinking, more feeling, more thinking, more feeling, more thinking, more feeling. You get the idea. You're in the spin cycle. You're on that trip of a panic attack. Now, what do we need to know as we start to make the healing journey, the recovery from panic attacks? I would say the first thing we need to know is that panic attacks are not dangerous. They're blooming awful. They feel dreadful, terrifying, in fact. But it's super important that we don't start telling stories that panic attacks are somehow going to lead to a grisly death. They're not 
and we need to own that. In fact, I'm going to double down on this and, and remind you, a panic attack is your body's best way that it knows of self-regulating. A panic attack actually is your body doing you a favour. It feels blooming horrible, but it's your body doing you a favour. It's trying to find the best way to burn off and get rid of all this excessive adrenaline uh, and excess excitation in the body. Now, when we're having a panic attack... Uh, just knowing the theory is one thing, but it's, of course, really important to practice what I'm about to tell you. And there are four aspects here, four simple words that I want you to remember uh, for when you feel a panic attack coming on. Accept, remember, surrender, exhale. That's accept, remember, surrender, exhale. Four words, very simple. The moment you feel a panic attack coming on, remember those four words. What do we need to accept? Right, accept. I have to accept these hideous feelings. They are hideous, but they won't last and they won't kill me and they're not dangerous. They're just hideous feelings. Okay, I can accept that. Good. Step one. Two, Remember, what do we have to remember? Remember that a panic attack is your body's natural self-regulatory process. It's your body actually keeping you healthy. We have to remember that. So we accept and we remember. Third one, we surrender. No fighting. Pointless. You're in the spin cycle. Surrender to the experience. Know that it won't last long and you relax and surrender to these fairly ghastly feelings. And four, exhale. That's a reminder to focus on the breath and particularly the exhalation. A long, slow, unforced exhalation. Focus on that and you will be massively calming your nervous system. So those are the four words, accept, remember, surrender, exhale. And as luck would have it, amazingly, those four words spell out the word arse, A-R-S-E, English spelling please, not American. So when you feel the panic attack coming on, I want you to say to yourself, oh arse, accept, remember, surrender, exhale. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I hope some of these ideas and tips and pointers I've been sharing have been useful and that they'll give you maybe a, a new perspective on how you perceive panic attacks and, and certainly if you're a sufferer, how you start to recover from them. For now, wishing you well. See you next week. You've been listening to Beyond Mindfulness. For more information about courses, workshops or retreats, please visit angusfordrobertson.com. And thank you for listening.